Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Word Princess. Who's on the line? Good morning, World Princess. This is Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy, happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Word Princess, the finisher. Who was that? Good morning. <clears throat> this is Shantae. Good morning, Shantae. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Beverly. I was supposed to um, pray this morning, but I need somebody to step in. I'm not going to be available. Okay, Beverly. Have a good day. All right. Thank you so much. Is anyone available um, to take Beverly's place? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is World Princess, the finisher. Who's on the line? Good morning. Good Good morning, Yvonne. Happy Tuesday. Have a great day. Good morning, Susie. Thank you, Yvonne. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Bridge. This is where Prince is the finisher. Who's on the line? Good morning, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the Claire Patriots. This is Word Princess, the finisher. Anyone on the call that can say good morning? With that, 
I'm sorry. Good morning. It's Renee. Good morning. Good morning, Renee. Happy Tuesday to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Royal Princess, the finisher. Anyone on the call like to say good morning? Good morning, Ms. Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you today? I'm doing well, and you? I'm good, thank you. Just waking up. I'm happy to, happy to join the call. Oh, great, great. Great, enjoy. Have a great day. You too, thanks. Any other pictures like to say good morning? Good morning, this is Kiana. Good morning, Kiana. Good morning. I'm good, thank you. I'm blessed. Thank you. Oh, great. Have an awesome day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Any, anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Barbara. All right. God bless everyone. Good morning, Ramona. Bless you. Hey, who's, I hear a beeping. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, sister. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, sis. Love you. Good morning, family. Good morning, family. It's Sister Veronica. Happy Tuesday. Have a great day, everybody. You too, Sister Veronica. Have a blessed day. And have a blessed day, Deliver Demetra. Anyone else like to say good morning? Oh. Okay, I need everyone to please put your phones on mute. I'm going ahead and get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to please put your phone on mute so I can proceed. Hello, my name is Trinita, a.k.a. World Princess to Finish and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue to join us for the rest of the month of July for a whole pack, whole bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of our wonderful gifted declares. You don't want to miss the rest of the messages this month because you will be blessed. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study tonight with Pastor LaBelle Jones right here on the call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, 
please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no prayer requests from the app. The order of the card is as follows. Declaration will be by Brother Tony um, Sandoval. I need someone to please pray uh, for corporate praise. Any volunteers? Any volunteers to pray? This is Yolanda. Good morning. I'll do it. Okay, thank you so much, Melandra. I repeat the order declaration will be by uh, Brother Tony uh, Sandoval and praying a corporate praise will be done by Yolanda. Uh, and there we go. The scripture for this morning is Jonah 2, 7 through 9. When my life was Abram away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cleanse to worthiness idols, worthless idols, turn away from God's love for them. But I will shout a grateful praise with sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call over to declare. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning, everybody. This is Tony Sandoval. Um, thank you so much for being on the call. Um, I think someone probably definitely read my notes. Uh, we're going to be spending all of our time this morning in the book of Jonah. So <laughs> I think this is a, that's just a little extra confirmation that God's message today uh, is going to be quite powerful and quite potent. So uh, thank you guys for being here this morning. I'm just going to pray this just to get started here and just get our minds right before we get going here. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for this group of people who are on this call. Thank you for everybody who can hear the sound of my voice, God. These people are beloved. These people are powerful. These people are uh, well within um, where you want them to be, God. I just ask that you be here. I pray that your word may be shouted and declared loud and clear, God. I pray that I may be minimized and that you may be maximized here this morning, God. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, so, like I said, <laughs> we're going to be spending most of our time here all of our time, actually, in the book of Jonah. Um, but before we started, you know, just kind of getting ready, the message today is going to be entitled The Whale, the Vine, and the Worm. Again, the title of today's message is The Whale, the Vine, and the Worm. You know, when I used to go to the store when I was uh, a little kid with my mom, um, my mom had a really old-school way of doing things. And before we ever entered into the store, she made sure that in the car, she would pull up to the store, take the keys out, turn around to the back seat, look at me and my sister, and set some expectations before we got into the store. Set some expectations, some clear guidelines before we ever stepped foot 
into whatever store we're going to be into. She would let us know, hey, don't touch anything. Don't ask me for anything. I'm not going to buy you anything. Don't even look at anything. Don't break anything. <laughs> and she would just set some really clear expectations about things. You know, I, I always really like to know what's expected of me. You know, before I start a new project, I, I want to know what you want. I want to know how you want it. And I want to know by when. I like to know the clear expectations of what you want before we start anything. You know, oftentimes our prayer time, it may look more like a list of expectations for God, a list of demands, or a list of how we expect things to go. But a very wise pastor once told me, uh, he was quoting Romans 8.34, that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for us on our behalf, and how it would do us well to ask Jesus what he's praying about on our behalf. So in preparation for this, I did. I asked Jesus, what are you praying about for me? What are you praying about for me on the behalf of myself to the Father? And Jesus told me very gently, very softly, it was that I meet the Father's expectations. You know, when I walked into that store with my mom and my sister, I knew what my mom expected of me. And as we walk through life, do we know what God expects of us? I know what God wants. I know that God knows our expectations. I know we make them loud and clear every single morning in prayer, every evening in prayer. We let God know what we want and what we expect. But do you know what God expects of us? You know, what? thinking about what God expected of me, I thought of some really pretty heavy topics, things like holiness, and righteousness, and sovereignty. But the more I spent time with God, the more he let me know that these were the byproduct of three simple expectations God has for us. These three simple expectations that God gave to me. Those three simple things were surrender, obedience, and worship. Surrender, obedience, and worship. When you boil everything down, this is ultimately what God wants and everything else, everything else like intimacy, favor, anointing, holiness, righteousness, it's all a byproduct of these three things, surrender, obedience, and worship. The book of Jonah, it's a four-chapter book. It's a small book. Jonah was a prophet um, back in the Old Testament. And it's a really interesting book. And Jonah, to say the least, I should say, but the story of Jonah, is, it's most famous for Jonah being eaten by a fish. Anybody who spent any time in uh, Sunday school has heard the songs and seen the stories and the toys and Jonah gets eaten by a fish and then he gets spat back up on a beach. But when I take a second look at this, when I read it again, and Jonah has been on my heart for maybe about a month now, um, and it's kind of culminated in today's message. But when I take a second look at it, more and more, it's about God's heart. It's about God's expectations. It's about what God expects of us. And God shows and is trying to outline to Jonah what his true expectations are. This story is less about Nineveh and more about God's heart. This story is less about Jonah and more about God's expectations for us. And all over this short 
a powerful book. You can see God's expectations for surrender, obedience, and worship. And he uses three things. We're going to take three elements from this story, and we're going to kind of unpack them and expound them. God uses a whale. God uses a vine. And God uses a worm to illustrate his expectations, not to Nineveh, but to Jonah and to us. So let's dig in a little bit and see how God uses these three things to reveal his expectations. Expectation number one, surrender. The whale and surrender. So Jonah in chapter one, Jesus, uh, God made it very clear to Jonah what he wanted him to do. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh, which was in Syria. I want you to go to Nineveh and preach the gospel and tell them that in 40 days their city will be destroyed if they don't repent. He made it very clear but the Bible also makes it very clear that Jonah's expectations weren't God's expectations. It says that Jonah turned around, literally turned around, got in a boat, and went the opposite direction. God gave him very clear expectations, very clear guidelines, very clear and concise instructions. And Jonah got up, turned around, got in a boat, and went the opposite way. You see, Nineveh was in Syria, and Syria was for lack of a better term, like the arch nemesis, the number one threat to the people of Israel. They were hated. They were being accosted by the Syrians. They were being uh, threatened by the Syrians, and they weren't in good terms. And there was a lot of hate and animosity between the Israelites and the Syrians and the people of Nineveh. But Jonah immediately took the reins and went in the opposite direction. Um, I don't know how many times God has given me clear and concise directions, guidelines, and instructions, and I've immediately went the opposite way. You know, it's easy to, to question Jonah and bash on Jonah and, and you know, say how could he possibly do that after such clear instructions and stuff, but how many times have we done the exact same thing? And when Jonah gets on a boat, it says that he's sleeping in the, in the hole and there's a big storm that happens. And in chapter 1, verse 12, you can kind of see what's, what's going on here. But he comes out to the, uh, to the people of the boat, and he says, what's going on? And he said, there's a storm. We don't know what's going on. And Jonah immediately knows, this is God. God is bringing this storm. And he says, throw me over. And the men at first, they, they didn't want to. And they said, I, I don't want to throw you over. We don't want to be responsible for your debt. We're not going to throw you overboard. And Jonah says, just throw me overboard. It's because of me. You have my permission. So the guys look to heaven and say, hey, God, um, this blood, this, uh, this man's blood may not be on our hands. Forgive us. And they throw him overboard, and he gets swallowed up by a fish. You know, our lack of surrender, when we don't surrender to God, often hurts people around us. It often has an impact around us, not only through us and the people around us, but also generationally. Our lack of surrender will hurt the people connected to us. It robs them of the gift that you carry. The Lord expected surrender from Jonah. Jonah used his free will to try and escape God's expectation. The fate of an entire city, Nineveh, was based on Jonah's surrender and his obedience. But when Jonah decided to surrender to the Lord, when he finally said, hey, it's me, 
I'm the one. There's a reason why there's a storm, and it's me. I disobeyed God. I refused to surrender to God, and that's why we're in this mess. So they took Jonah, threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. I love this particular part in chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, because it says, At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. When the people on the boat threw Jonah overboard and the storm ceased and calmed, they immediately lifted praise to God. They immediately made vows to God. They immediately changed their lives and their God was now Jonah's God and Jonah's God was now their God. You see, when we decide to surrender, others around us will be blessed. And I always think it's really interesting that we don't always get to see how far-reaching our surrender is. Often our surrender to God feels like drowning, like being thrown overboard into the storm. We don't often see that in the midst of our drowning in the surrender, other people's storms will be eased. Your surrender matters. Your surrender is important. Your surrender is powerful, not just for your life, but for the people around you, for the people yet to come, for generations, for your kids, for your grandkids, for your great-grandkids. It has generational implications. Your surrender is powerful. Jonah's thrown overboard, and a great fish comes, swallows him up, and he stays in the belly for three days and three nights. Oftentimes, God needs to get us alone in a quiet, sometimes barren place. Where is your whale's belly? Where is that place that you can get away and be alone with God? Where is that place that you can kneel before God and worship and pray and cry out and, and, and yell out and get raw and real with God? Where is your whale's belly? Where can you lean in and call out to God? You know, sometimes God uses trials that seem to kind of swallow us up and drag us down into the deep, dark ocean. But it's not to, it's not to ever punish us. It's not to ruin us. It's not to destroy us. It's to get us alone with him. Sometimes God needs to get you in the belly of a whale at the bottom of the ocean just to get you to see, to be still, to be quiet, so that you could listen. And then Jonah 2.9, you read it earlier, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. But I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord, Jonah 2.9, verse 10, and it vomited Jonah onto the dry land. His surrender moved God's hand. When he finally decided to surrender inside of the belly of the whale, the fish spat him back up onto a beach, onto dry land. Let me tell you something. Your surrender, your personal surrender to God will transport you from the belly to the beach. Your surrender will transport you from the belly to the beach. It will take you from the belly of your situation and your problem and your issues to the beach of your new beginning. Your surrender matters. Point number two, the vine and obedience. You know, when Jonah finally decided to obey and proclaim through the streets of Nineveh, the, the, 
the fish spat him back on the beach, and he walked on over to Nineveh. And Nineveh was pretty far, uh, and all I kind of looked up a couple things, and it probably took him about a month to get to Nineveh. So he had a long time to talk about it and soak about it and think about it and let the idea soak into his heart that he was going to go proclaim to people he did not like people he despised, people he thought less than, people that he hated, people who were enemies to the him and the people of Israel. He had a lot of time to dwell on it. And he went to Nineveh, and he had a very short, quick message. And for three days, he proclaimed 40 more days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. That's chapter 3, verse 3. And because of this, 120,000 people repented, fasted, and cried out to God to spare the city. Jonah had such a bad attitude. Jonah still had such a bad attitude because he didn't like the people of Nineveh. And he even tells God after, because after they get saved and everything happens, the city is spared. He sulks, he leaves the city and the tiff has a bunch of attitude. <laughs> and it says that he goes up on a hill and it's in the scorching heat, he wants to look at the city of Nineveh, and he just hopes, maybe if I just sit here, maybe God will change his mind, and he still will destroy the city. And with that attitude, he sits out there, and God asks him, what reason do you have to be angry? What reason do you have to be upset? And Jonah says, uh, with a bunch of attitudes still, <laughs> uh, he says, uh, it is, he says in Jonah in chapter 4, verse 2, he says, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing the Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. He tells God, I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to save these people. I knew that you were going to spare the city. I knew that you weren't going to kill anybody. And I wanted you to. I wanted you to. So Jonah went out to go sulk and sit in the scorching heat of the sun, but God grew a vine. The Bible says that God grew a vine with leaves that shaded him. But that morning, a worm ate the plant and killed it. Sometimes our expectations are not aligned with what God wants. We often think that God wants exactly what we want and that we and that we reserve the right to decide if someone should be blessed or not. But God's expectations are not centered around you. His expectations of you are meant for his own purpose. They are meant for the betterment of those around you, and through this you will be blessed. It's never just about you. If I can get you guys just to check real quick and check your lines just to make sure that you're muted. We do record the phone calls, and we just want to preserve uh, the quality of the call. So if you guys can just glance down real quick, check your phones, make sure that you're muted. So it's never about you. It's about those around you and those who come after you. Divine and obedience. You know, I once heard T.D. Jakes, and T.D. Jakes is a, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever heard a better speaker than T.D. Jakes, a better communicator, a better preacher than T.D. Jakes. My dad used to listen to T.D. Jakes cassette tapes in the 90s. I remember we used to uh, drive to church and he used to pop in cassettes of T.D. Jakes. And I used to remember listening to him. And even as a kid, I was like, oh, this guy can do it. This, is, this guy's got the juice. This guy's got the heat. This guy knows what he's doing. 
And I remember listening to T.D. Jakes once, and he was holding an interview, and he was talking about preachers. And he described preachers as peculiarly, peculiarly effective in that they can be very effective preaching but be dying inside. That they can preach a church on fire but want to quit behind closed doors. This was Jonah. Jonah was effective, but in the inside, he carried all this attitude, all this hurt, all this, all this. Uh, he was being, he was upset that he had to do this. You know, Jonah was effective, but he did not reap the benefit of his obedience. God gave him a short-lived vine that quickly withered away. Let me let me just make something really, really clear. Your obedience to God, your obedience can activate your anointing. Jonah's obedience activated his anointing and activated the will of God and the heart of God to save the entire city of Nineveh. Your obedience can activate your anointing and even determine your effectiveness Jonah's effectiveness was quite powerful and quite far-reaching. In three days, he was able to preach the word of God, and the city was saved. But your attitude will determine your opportunity. Your obedience can activate your anointing and even determine your effectiveness, but your attitude will determine your opportunity. God gives us opportunities. When I was young, I I, I used to... uh, kind of brag about that I used to preach about five times a week. And I did that for like five years in different respects and different aspects, but I used to preach about five times uh, every week for about five years. Uh, and then I did it, and I did it almost in in a very, uh, honestly, I, I was young. I was probably like 20, 20 to 24. So I didn't have a lot of uh, respect for what I was doing. I didn't have that, 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 that cherished respect for those opportunities that were coming. So when I did come to preach, my anointing would be activated because I would obey, but my attitude wasn't 100%. And because my attitude wasn't 100%, opportunities started to go by the wayside and things started to change and fluctuate. You see, your obedience is important, but God wants more than just your obedience. Point number three is the worm and worship. You know, worship is a response to the goodness and greatness of God. And it's important to note that worship doesn't have any contingencies on it. You can worship from the belly of a whale like Jonah, and you can worship despite your situations and despite how you feel, despite your attitude, despite your situations. You can still worship. You can still cry out to God. And the Lord was trying to get Jonah in this moment to see that worship was the only proper response here. But instead, Jonah decided to sulk and watch the city and hope that the Lord changed his mind to spare the city. He tells God three times that he would rather die now. You see, God will plant a vine of blessing in your life when you obey. God's hand is moved when you obey. And his blessings are released when you obey. And you'll plant these blessings in your life. And this vine will comfort you 
and it will shade you in times of trouble. But if you don't water it with worship, the worm will devour it. The attitude by which you worship will determine the growth of your vine. The attitude by which you worship will determine the growth of your vine. I don't know anything that gets God's attention more than worship. I don't know if there's anything that's more important to the heart of God than worship. I'm not sure if there's anything else more powerful that you or I can do as human beings than worship. Worship moves the hand of God. Worship touches the heart of God. There are so many situations in the Bible where worship was the changing, uh, uh, was the changing uh, element that changed the landscape of things. Jericho, with Elijah, Moses. Things changed when people worshipped. Things changed when worship was brought to the Father. And the attitude by which you worship will determine the growth of your vine. The Lord goes on in Jonah to draw a parallel between the city of Nineveh and the vine. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you have not tended it or made it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not concern for the great city of Nineveh in which there were more than 120,000 who cannot tell their right hand from their left? It's Jonah 4, 10 to 11. You got to remember that people are God's business. God is in the business of people. And sometimes we get so caught up in our own selfish desires that we forget what God's in the business of doing. God is about drawing people closer to him. His expectations are that we draw near to him by surrendering, by obeying, and by worshiping. Us fulfilling these expectations aren't just merely for our own good. They are for the good of everyone else around us. The Lord taught Jonah surrender through a whale. He taught him obedience through a vine. And he taught him worship through a worm. You know, it's important to remember as we walk through this life to always align our expectations. Uh, if we can just take a quick second again, if you guys can check your phone lines again just to make sure we're muted. Uh, it sounds like there's some uh, some static on the other side and some movement. So if you guys can just check that really quick and just make sure to mute those lines, uh, that would be great. Thank you so much. Uh, but it, it, it's important to remember as we walk through this life to always align our expectations with God. In all situations, whatever's happening, wherever new situation we walk into, whatever new job we start, whatever new relationship we start, it's, it's always important to inject those three things into that situation, surrender, obedience, and worship. These are powerful things, powerful things that you can do between you and God, things that change the tide, things that change the game things that change the landscape of the rest of your life, if we can do these things. In all situations, surrender, obey, and worship. As I was getting ready this morning, I'm just getting ready to preach this, and we're getting, we're getting ready to wrap up here, and, and that's, that's basically the meat and bones of, uh, uh, of my message here this morning. But as I was getting ready this morning, I just felt a lot of this heavy feeling 
that there are people who are listening to this who feel as they have fallen short of expectations, that they feel like they've fallen short in life, that they've fallen short in their marriages, that they've fallen short as parents, fallen short as sons and daughters, fallen short in their careers, like they aren't going to meet the expectations that the world has set on them. I know what that feels like. I know the heaviness and the burden that comes from feeling that way. And I'm here to tell you that your Father in heaven has seen you and he has loved you and all he wants from you is you. He wants you to surrender yourself to him. Throw yourself overboard into the sea and into the belly of your quiet place to obey freely with an open heart and proper attitude to worship often and with abandon. God is here. God is listening. God the Father is yearning for you. You are not a failure. You are not done. You have not lost. You have not, uh, you have not disappointed God. You are still here, and God is still speaking. Father, I just thank you so much, God, for your message this morning. Thank you for your reminder of what's really important. Thank you for the reminder, God, of what you expect from us, God, that what you really want from us, that what you really need from us, that what you really desire of us, God, is is our surrender, our obedience, and our worship, God. We love you. We lift you up. We exalt you, God. You are a good God, a good Father, God. Thank you so much, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I now pass the call on to the prayer warrior on the other side. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just worship you this morning, Lord God. We thank you, God. We call you our Father, Lord Jesus. We recognize that you are Lord and Savior of our lives, Lord. We understand, God, that there is no one greater than you, Lord God, We understand, God, that there is no one before or after you, Lord God. You are the great I am, Lord God. We bless your name this morning, a morning that you you have given us, yet another morning to rejoice and be glad in Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us, Lord, for the shedding of your blood, Lord, for our sakes, Lord God, how wretched we are, Lord Jesus. But we understand, God, that you are long-suffering and forgiving, great and gracious. Your word says, Lord God, that you are rich in mercy, Lord God. So we drink of it, Lord God. We bless your name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God, we just Thank you, God. We honor and worship you this morning, Lord God. We pray, Jesus, that you will go before us, Lord God, in our thoughts and in our actions and our deeds this day, the only day that we know, Lord God. We thank you for your grace and your protection and your covering up to this very moment. We pray, God, that you will let our homes be as we left them, Lord God, as we go out into this world, Lord God, to our our jobs, Lord God, to the marketplace, Lord God, as we go out to seek and minister unto how great you are, God. Go before us, Jesus. Lord God, your word says that obedience is 
better than sacrifice, Lord God. Lord God, disobedience is sin, Jesus, and we repent, Lord God. Oh, God, help us to hear your voice, Lord God. Help us to acknowledge you, Lord God, when you speak to us, Lord God. Help us to walk the way that you would have us go, Jesus, hallelujah. Lord God, surrender, obedience, and worship. Surrender, surrender, obedience, and worship. God, these three things we hope and pray, Lord God, to do this day in honor of you, in recognition for all that you've done for us, Lord God. Lord God, our worship, Lord God, is the very thing that touches your heart, Lord God. Our worship, Jesus, is the very thing, Lord God, that moves your hand, Lord God. Our surrender and obedience, Lord God, is not only for us, but it's for everyone else that you love and you've chosen. Someone will only get the uh, blessing and the acknowledgement and the love of you, Lord God, through us, Lord God. So we just ask, Lord God, that we hearken unto your word, Lord God, that we hearken to the Holy Spirit, Jesus, that is leading us, Lord God. We pray to that we are able to discern and acknowledge your voice, Lord God, and go not to the left or go not to the right, but go into the way that you would have us go, Jesus. Have us to walk through any fear, anything that would cause us to self-doubt. Anything that will cause us to uh, question whether that is really you, God, Lord God, we walk through it. Lord God, your word says you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just bless your name this morning, Lord God. We thank you for every testament of every biblical person that came before us, Lord God, that shows us that your way is right, your way is legal, your way, your way is sound, Lord God. We thank you for our predecessors, Lord God, for Jonah, Lord God. We thank you for the lesson that you have taught, that you taught him. Lord God, we pray that in the background we're not muttering and moaning and complaining, Lord God, but we pray that we pray we pray, Lord God, that we will happily, happily, Lord God, obey you, Lord God, knowing that your word is sound, that your word is doctrine, that your word is yes and amen, Lord God, that we are here to glorify you and we are here to tell others about how great and glorious you are. God, we bless your name this morning. Oh, God, hear our prayers, Lord God. Oh, God, hear our cry. Jesus, hallelujah, there is no greater name I know, God. Lord God, you keep us from falling, Lord God. You keep us from faltering, Lord God. Lord God, you just keep us in every situation, even when it looks like in our natural eyes, Lord God, that we cannot see or feel you, Lord God. We can always look back and see, Lord God, that you hold us up and that we are safe in your arms. Lord God, your word says that you are our strong tower, our refuge, Lord God. When we run to you, God, when we are righteous and we run to you, God, we are safe. Lord God, your word says we are made righteous through our faith, Lord God. Lord God, your word says through righteousness, Lord God, we are holy, 
God, thank you. Oh, God, I love you this morning, Lord God. I call upon you, Lord God, to fight every fight for us, Lord God, to defend us, Lord God. Help us to strong, stand strong and confident, Lord God, in your word. Jesus, thank you for Tony Sandoval this morning, Lord God. Thank you for yet another reminder of who you are, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to remember yet another day, Lord God, that we must surrender every area of our lives. We must die daily unto you, Lord God. And then, Lord God, we must obey you, Lord God, and help us to know the very moment when we are being disobedient, that we are being sinful, Lord God. And we pray not to sin against you, Lord God. We Thank you, God, for your grace that forgives us each and every time, Lord God. We thank you, God, when we cry out from the groins of our soul, Lord God, that we worship you in spirit and truth, God. So, Lord God, show us your character, Lord God. Show us your mercy, Lord God. Show us your glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Lord God, as we take our phones off of mute, Lord God, we just worship you, God. We call you glory, 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 call unto you. Hallelujah. We praise your name this morning, God. We bless your name in all things, Lord God. We call you strong in all things, Lord God. We need you for everything, Lord God. We thank you for our help in our mind this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for our families, for our homes, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for those who suffer, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will help the people, Lord God. We pray for the detainees, Lord God. Lord God, your word says that our suffering is nothing to be compared to the glory that would be revealed within us, Lord God. So we thank you for our suffering, Lord Jesus. Oh God, be with us this day, Lord God. Oh God, speak to us, Lord God. Oh God, show up and show our Jesus. Any 
better than life, God. Your love for us is better than life, God. Our lips glorify you, Lord. Our soul is satisfied as with the riches of food, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we just thank you for yet another magnificent day to bask in your glory, God. God, we just thank you for another magnificent day, Lord, to call you our Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you for another magnificent day, Lord, God, to lean on you, Lord, God. Lord, we thank you for another magnificent day, Lord, to call you our friend and our Father. God, we pray, Lord, that you have heard our cry, Lord, God. We pray, Lord, God, that you have heard our testimony, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you have heard our worship, Lord God, and it has moved you yet another day, God. We cry out to you, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you accept our worship, Lord God, most honorably, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. Thank you for every person on this call. May this call and this worship extend out to the families of those on this call, Lord God. We bless your name this morning, Lord God. We call you Father. We call you friend, Lord God. We call you great. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, as we prepare, prepare to turn the call back for the second portion of the call, Lord God. Forget us not, Lord God. Remember, we are your people, Lord God. We have been called by your name, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. So, God, we just thank you for yet another day, Lord God. We thank you for taking time to visit us this morning, Lord God. We thank you for hearing our worship, Lord God. We pray that it honors you for how great that you are, Lord God. We pray that you would be with us this day, Lord God, in every thought, action, and deed, Lord God. As we pass the call, Lord God, we glorify you, we honor you, we call you great. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for that uh, that prayer. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. this is the point in the call where we actually take some Q&A. If anybody has any questions or any comments, um, just kind of want to cycle through the main points of uh, the message again. We kind of spoke on, we, we did speak on Jonah, uh, and we focused on expectations and that God was trying to show us what his expectations of us are and that he used the whale in Jonah's situation to show him surrender. He used the vine in Jonah's situation to show him obedience. And then he used the worm to illustrate worship to him. That his three expectations of us were surrender, obedience, and worship. If anybody has any comments or any questions, uh, I'm just going to open up the forum and go ahead and ask.
Good morning, Brother Sandoval. This is Krishanda calling. Thank you so much for your share this morning. I always love the story of Jonah. Um, it just got, to me, God's grace is just all over that uh, that um, story. Um, and um, thank you for the reminder um, of, of obedience and surrendering. Um, I really enjoyed your share. I always enjoy your sound. Um, I don't know if you've ever considered doing voiceover for uh, Bible work, um, but uh, uh, I have you know, that. I always, it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have an awesome voice. It's just so um, soothing, and um, it, it makes me pay attention. So thank you. I really enjoyed your share. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, everyone, I always think, uh, or I think a lot of people always think that Jonah is just a story about a guy who gets swallowed up by a fish and then uh, thrown up on a beach three days later. But there's so much of God's heart in the story. And there's so much of God's, you know, not just his expectation, but so much of who God really is all over the story. And it's not just a kid's story. Uh, there's so much in there. So, um Every time I read it again, God gives me a new uh, perspective of things. So it's, there's there's a lot in there. So I really appreciate it. Uh, anybody else uh, have any uh, questions or maybe a comment here? Hey, good morning, um, Tony. This is Yolandra. Thank you so much for your um, declaration this morning. And uh, admittedly, uh, I've never heard uh, Jonah's story broken down like that to those three uh, concepts or expectations, right? And mm-hmm. I'm taking a leap here, but I just know, um, I don't know the, the the numerical value, the biblical value of 40, but when you said how God told Jonah that, you know, if the people, he didn't go that in 40 days that, you know, he would, you know, destroy the people, whatever his his plan was. And I remember, I thought about how the people of Israel, the children of Israel, wandered for wandered for forty years, and then um, Noah forty days and nights. And um, there's something I don't know what the value is in that number, but I need to figure it out because that number comes up often um, in some of what God declares or decrees or what his intention is, that number 40. So that stood out for me uh, this morning as something that I need to do. Um, But yeah, I I also uh, love the way you said that our surrender is not only for us, right? Our surrender and obedience helps other people. Mm -hmm. I know in my own life, you know, when I surrendered my life and I, you know, got back on track with God, how you know, not only he's blessing, he's blessed me, but he's blessed yeah. my family and the people around me. And I have intention of um, blessing and helping other people where and when I can, when I'm led to, right? Yeah. Um, and then the obedience part is like, I pray that my obedience just grows more and more. Um, and I, I thought about any time, just like when Jonah jumped in the boat and went the other way, that's straight sin, right? That's disobedience, yeah. right? And I think about the times when I do that, when God tells me to do the smallest thing and I'm fearful, I don't want to do it because, you know, it's like, and so I don't think about it right then, but I'm being disobedient and I'm being, and I'm mm. sinning and that's not what I want to do, right? And then, um, 
last of all, the worship part, you know, I can worship God when everything is going great, right, for all his goodness and glory and grace, right, but I'm learning to worship because I went through a struggle um, recently, and I had to actually make myself worship him and praise him when my spirit was low. But what I remember, what I realized after I did that, I felt better. You know what I'm saying? My circumstances hadn't changed, but I felt better in my spirit. Right? So it's it's all about, for me, what I believe. And if I believe God's word to be true, it, it should be my intention and my work to try to fulfill that to the best of my ability. Anything outside of my ability is God that's going to give me the ability. Because it, the word says, his word says, when I'm weak, he is strong. And he best uses me when I'm weak. Right? So... Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for 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 this um, the revelation you gave me this morning with um, the story of Jonah. God bless you. Yeah, was it was it Yolanda? Was it? It's Yolanda. 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 When you were um, when you were speaking, uh, I just felt God kind of tugging at my heart, and He was just kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, He was He was just kind of. Uh, uh, it, when you were speaking, I was getting teared up because I could feel how God, how proud God was of you, and what He told me was, "That's an all-season woman, right there." And what God was telling me is that your faith is good and strong in all seasons, and He's proud of you for that, and how that your kids and your—I don't know if you have kids—but um, how your future generations down the line are going to carry that all-season faith that you have, that you have founded in your generational line, this all-season faith, and that how proud of you are and how you don't understand how far-reaching your faith is going to be and how many generations you have affected because of your willingness and your decision to worship and to follow God in all situations, in all seasons. And I just, you know, I don't know you, but I love that about you. <laughs> and I, I love that God spoke that over you and God had that for you. So Ooh. take that with you today. Carry that Thank with God. you. You know, Thank I'm not God. saying you just be proud of it. But stuff just... for me. Yeah, you answered some stuff for me. You answered some stuff for me this morning. So, God, thank you for that. I needed that. And I don't have children, but I do have a God child. And I was with her last week, and it came to me, I need to teach this child about God. And I pray. I remember sitting and praying over her life last week when she was with me. I just prayed over her life. So so thank you for that. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for that. any anyone else have any questions, any comments? Hmm. Any, uh, any other questions? Um I just had uh the twins made it safely yesterday. And again I thank everyone that prayed for them and prayed for their mom and their dad and our family. Um I'm just so grateful that they're healthy, they're whole, you know, there was no complications. God is amazing. I praise God. Praise God. God's a good God, huh? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he I mean, is. Did you, say there were, did you say there were twins? Yes. 
Oh, we gotta pray for the mom. That's a that's some work to do right there. <laughs> that's oh yeah. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, sister. Um yeah, praise God. Any anybody else have any comments, any questions? Good morning, Brother Tony. How are you today? This I'm is good. Jeremy. How are you? Hey, awesome. Um great word on this morning. So uh thought provoking. Uh, just a reminder of things that, you know, we get in uh, situations and we don't trust God, but, you know, he's just there. He's been there for us. I uh, reminded of the, you know, the uh, story as they, you know, speak it in the word of God, how um, even when Jonah was gone, it's amazing that the others that were on the ship, on this boat knew that there was someone on the boat and they actually told him, you're the one. You know, throw him off the boat, get him off of here. Yeah. They knew, and he didn't yeah. know. Um, you know, and he, but Jonah, I believe that he knew that's why he went the way he did. That many of us, we get on the boat, and we already know that we're not supposed to be on it, but we do it. And so I just thank God this morning that you, um, man of God, just, I mean, have have just catapulted. Uh, to another level in your uh, speaking. I mean, I've heard you before, but on this morning, it was so profound. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, just con- constantly uh, keeping us pricked. Thank you for your work that you're doing in ministry. I, it is, it's going to be phenomenal. Keep Thank moving you, forward. God bless. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. God bless you. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, encouragement is always welcome. So, <laughs> uh, any, anybody else have any questions or, or comments here? Okay. If, if no, thank you good so morning. Much. Oh, that's the one. They can go ahead. This is Didi. I'll wait till whoever that was. <laughs> I just want to say real quick to Sister Carolyn, thank you for the word today. Thank you for thank you. Uh, just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to go back and read Jonah again, right? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, okay. right. And, right, it's so good. And then how you connected that with um, expectation and obedience and anointing and God's hand. I'm like, wow. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah. Wow. No problem. God bless you. So uh, Everything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, um, good morning, brother T- Tony Sandoval. Just um, grateful, um, just just for another day, you know. And I'm the obedience part, and just God is amazing when we really um, tap in. And I'm a little, um, I won't say a little taken. You know, we 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 we're going through some stuff as a family. Declare victory, but. That obedience part, I'll share this real quick. I just made it back. Thank you, Jesus, for a safe traveling um, grace and mercy from a family reunion in Detroit. And what was beautiful about it is that it's people that I didn't even know I was related to. There's two sisters that I've known for probably 20 years in the Bay Area that we really were in close-knit circle, and we did not know we were related until we made it to oh, wow. the reunion. So that was just, <laughs> that was a yeah. chuckle. Um, yeah. 
And you know how it is when you travel. We're from the West Coast, traveling to the East Coast, and it's so different. There were so many glitches because they had us at a hotel that was so far from the airport. I mean, there were things that the enemy, there were so many um, darts that the enemy was trying to cause, to cause discord. And at first I didn't pick up on it, right? I caught on and I said, oh, he's really trying to cause havoc for this thing that's supposed to be beautiful for people coming from all over the place, you know, some meeting for the first time, taking tours, going to, you know, different sites. But the incident that I want to share is that the hotel we stayed at from the first day there was issues. Like every, I mean, from A to Z, from the pool being closed, and most of you, if you've been to the Embassy Suites, the Embassy Suites is where it's family-oriented, so the kids can use the pool. I mean, it was just, we ended up calling it the soul plane of hotels, and I'm not trying to be funny, but it was just one thing after the, the next. So yesterday yeah. there was a big incident with the, with the um, concierge and this guy. I'll be real transparent. I wasn't acting like I knew the Lord because it was so disrespectful what he said. So that was early in the morning. I tried to go to my room because I, we, had, we had some bad words exchanged. I'm going to share with you guys how when you listen, when you're really in tune, because I stepped out of character with him. He was the professional. I tried to go to my room, and I was taking the stairs, y'all, still trying to work out. I could not, when I tell you, when I went to go up the stairs, I couldn't move. Like, the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow me to move my foot. Even though I felt offended, I had to go back because there were people watching, right? And it wasn't just for that. It was for my own conviction. I went back, and I kid you not, when I told that brother, I said, listen, I don't know what just happened here. Well, I do know who caused it. But I'm going to apologize if I, you know, reacted in a way that wasn't pleasing or whatever. And just to make it clear we both at the same time he said i'm sorry too sister because that's not who i am we both defeated the enemy if you guys understand what i'm saying that was how i knew i no matter what happened with the situation with the room or whatever i couldn't leave detroit with having an ought with my brother and that was the first yeah. time i ever felt it so strong to know you go back and you make that right even if you were right right because of how you spoke to this man you have to go and apologize and I did, and we we hugged. I mean, it was so because it had been so much stuff. But I just I just want to thank God because I'm learning how not to let the enemy um, cause discord. And you know what I mean? Because we got so much going on. But I'm knowing that God yeah. is really real, and we have to tap into when He speaks to us. We have to listen. And so I yeah. just appreciate Amen. you know Amen. the share. And I have to, and to tell you, I agree with when she said about your voice because I needed to hear some soothing some soothing and thank you for breaking um jonah down like that it's just been an amazing morning and so i just appreciate you brother tony thank you yeah no problem um yeah just a quick kind of thought on that i don't i think we always need to remember that our own obedience isn't it's not just about us you know it i mean there's blessings that we reap because of it and there's, there's good things that we reap because of it but uh, more so than anything, our obedience is interconnected with other people. Uh, and there are, there are people whose lives are dependent on our obedience. And I'm just so glad that you were able to obey and, and change somebody's day. And, and I think you, I think it changed, you know, his job. <laughs> so I really appreciate that you did that. So God bless you, sister. Um, is there anyone else on the line who has any, any, any questions? Any questions? I just wanted yes, to to, to uh, also share that while the twins were being born yesterday, someone yes, lost ma'am. their life at the same time. And so 
as my son was being happy that his babies were being born. He was also crying because he lost his best friend. Mm. Right. And so I had to tell him that, you know, God is in control. And I was I was just glad that he wasn't with his friend. Yeah. When incident happened and that God removed him to make sure that he wasn't there to be in the situation. And I know that that didn't help him in any way in the moment, Mm -hmm. but he may think of it later when he see how God orchestrated all of it Mm. so that he can be at the hospital and at the right time and not around the corner from his house where he would have usually been every day that he could be there with his friend. And then we got another call last night that we lost our brother from Declare Victory. So, you know, and you don't understand why things like this happen, but you just know that God is God and he's amazing. And he does things to open our eyes so that we can see that he is God. And that's all I can say today. Well, let's check it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Can I can I just can I just pray over that situation right now? Is that okay with you? Yeah. What's your son's name? Dominique. Dominique. I just, uh, I just, uh, Lord, I just, I thank you so much, God. And when when my sister was sharing, God, I just, I just felt so much love and affection for Dominique, God. Um, He has this blessing of these kids, and at the same time, there's some losses, God. But you're a God who supports us in our losses, God. You are a God of abundance, God. And you're still God, like my sister said, God. Even in death, you're still God, Lord. And I just pray for a fresh release, God, of peace, a fresh release of comfort, God, that this may not be uh, a bittersweet moment, God, that this may be a pillar in Dominique's life, Father Lord, a pillar that he's able to build on the rest of his life, God. Like my sister said, he's going to be able to look back and see that this is a pillar that holds up the rest of his life, that when he looks at his kids, God, when he looks at his marriage, when he looks at his uh, at his at his fatherhood, at his relationships and stuff, God, he's going to see that this was able to be something that he can build on, God. You are a God that builds on top of other things, God. You are a creator, God. And I pray that you create, Father, and release, and release in Jesus' name, Father Lord, a brand new, fresh anointing of peace on Dominique's life, on the people around him, on the people, uh, the family of his friend who he lost, Father Lord, on the brother that we lost who was part of Declare Victory, Father Lord, a fresh, new, just breath of peace and, and 
in, in solidarity, Father Lord, and that you're, the understanding, God, that you are still sovereign, that you are in charge of this situation, that you run the rules here, you run the table here, Father Lord. You are still God, you are still in charge, and we declare that. We speak that over the situation, God. We declare a fresh, new release of your peace and your anointing, God, and this is going to be a pillar for the rest of this ministry, a pillar for Dominique's life, a pillar for the rest of us, Father Lord, that we're going to be able to build on, God. We will get better because of this. We will grow stronger because of this. We will build on top of this, Father Lord. We declare that. We see it. We speak it prophetically over each and every single person who can hear my voice, God, and even those who can't, God. We speak it prophetically over their life, God. This is not the beginning. This is the be- this is this is not the end. This is the beginning of a build, God, Lord. You are dredging. You are digging deep to build a strong foundation, a strong pillar that you can build on, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we speak that. We see it. We receive it, God. In Jesus' name, Father. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing, sister. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Is there anyone else on the line who has any, any questions, any comments? Hey, Brother Tony Sandoval. This is this is Brother Moses Bruno calling in from Gilbert, Arizona today. Brother Moses, I know you. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say absolutely amazing message right right out the gate, bro. And even when I heard that first intro, introduction verse this morning uh, out of Jonah, I just laughed because I was like, "This is his whole message <laughs> yeah. is about this," and I knew that that was it was just straight from God's heart that message today. And I know that even as you were, even as I read the message the other day, and was just so blessed by it, and I just so excited to hear it um, through the phone. I was mm. just I just wanted to let you know that it just absolutely gave me this this kind of it just brought me back to this foundation of humility and just remembering that right now in my life and I think this is probably for everybody too is that this absolutely brings us back to a place of humility whether it is yeah. obedience whether whatever it is whether it's obedience so on and so forth it, it it's for, it's a reminder for us always come out of that place of humility and and that you know that the message rings out through Jonah, but especially through today's message and then with the communication, with the clarity, with receiving from God and moving forward from that, it's so important for us as leadership, as those examples, as those ambassadors on this planet to always come from that humility. And that's what this brought me back to today. That's what, it, it was just such a blessing to hear that. It's always, it, for me, it's always a blessing to hear you walking in your calling, walking in what I know the Lord called you to do. And I know that this is just even it's just the beginning for you. There you anyone who has heard you speak even today knows that you just have a gift in speaking. You absolutely were put on this planet to be a speaker. I know you're gifted and talented in a lot of areas. I know that you're a successful business owner. I know that you're a great community leader. There's so many millions of things to do for, for so many people and I've watched that over the years with you. But the one thing that I know that you absolutely put on this planet to do was to speak and was to give messages like today that can pick people up, guide people, and not, not just not just everyday believers. You know, but people who are really put on this planet to make a difference, you've been given the instruction to guide us and, and to remind us to operate out of that humility. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And I just want to um, also just 
uh, lift up Cornell's family today too. And I just want to say, yeah. I, you know, just with everybody else, when I read that last night and found out last night, for me personally, I just wanted to say that I, I even leaned over and told told my wife that for some reason when I when I read that when Patrice had had posted it, I was first very shocked, but then immediately after being shocked, I I felt this is so crazy because I've been so blessed by Cornell and the times that I've given a message and his feedback and then when he was asking for prayer about a year ago and I remember there were some just situations, different things that had happened and just hearing his his voice I'd always tell, moaning I'd always tell. My wife just loved hearing his positivity and just that, yo, yo, it's Cornell from San Francisco in the morning, just so loved hearing that. And when I heard, when I read that last night and I wanted to just encourage everybody with this, when I read that last night, I can't explain this. I've never felt this before. I've never experienced this before. I felt a joy go through my body because I knew, and I told my wife last night, man, if anybody is in heaven, that guy is up there saying and like announcing himself <laughs> that same way. Yo, yo, it's Cornell from San Francisco because you could tell even through the phone how pure of a heart. I never met him in person, but you can just tell how pure hearted and filled with joy and positivity mm. that guy was. He is absolutely mm. just straight to heaven. That that guy was absolutely, you could feel the love and positivity. And I want to thank you for lifting us all up today, man. Like honestly, like on just such a difficult uh, day for so many um, thank you for just bringing a word that just brings us to the heart of God. And this is what you do. And I know you're going to do this on a massive level someday. And I just want to thank you for sharing your gift with us today. Um, thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you, Moses. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for capturing who Cornell has been for um, for us. And um, just real quick, you guys know how he was. His 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 um he's infectious with his his laughter and when he could get to us if we had a declare victory function, Cornell would show up. He was gonna be there, brother Cornell from San Francisco, and he gave you the biggest hug. So I'm just going to rejoice and and think about our last um time, the last time I was able to hug my brother, and um it was at Tanya's husband's uh, repast, I believe, was the last time I seen him. So. You're right. I, I have a piece too because that that brother is in there, you know, turned up. If you know what I'm saying, he just. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm 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 not excited. I was shocked when I got the the message. I just gotten in from you know my trip, and so it, it's it's not even real yet, you know, because we're I'm gonna still be expecting him to call in on the line. So just, I just love everybody. We just really have to. This is a, a right now moment. This is why we really need to get it right. We don't have time to hold on to grudges or unforgiveness, none of that. This is a real-life lesson of how we are here today, gone today. So I just wanted to share that. Brother Cornell was a blessing to declare victory. And, um, yes, uh, this is Geraldine again. Uh, Sister Dee, you're absolutely right. That's the last time I saw Brother Cornell was at the um, service, and we were helping and he was just such a blessing that day, very uh, outgoing person. He loved God. He was uh, infectious with when it came to his uh, love for uh, Christ, uh, just a man of God, you know, very respectful. And he was just telling me that he was, um, you know, in had been in uh, theology school. He wanted to be, um, a, a, not wanted to be, 
I believe he truly was called to preach the word of God. And, you know, sometimes we can get, uh, people can, you know, misunderstand us. And, you know, I just thank God. I thank God, you know, when you're at your last, I believe he kind of knew uh, his, um, you know, the journey. And I and and he tackled the uh the, the that little moment where he had you know was told by the doctor one thing and then he got a great report. So we're not uh you know over bombarding your um your uh, word on today, uh, Brother Sandoval. But just I just had to chime in. He was a phenomenal man of God. Uh, mm. Brother Cornell, peace out, San Francisco. I love him. God bless you all this morning. God bless him. Um, sounds like a great man. <laughs> uh, I, I've never, I never met him, but he sounds—he sounds like he was very well loved, though very well respected. He sounds like a good man. Um, thank you for good that. Good morning, brother uh, Tony. Morning. Um, thank you for your declaration. And again, I'm going to have to go back and take a look at Jonah's story. I love it. There's so many nuances. Um, how God literally chased Noah, um, Noah how yeah. to chase um, Jonah down, Jonah. really. And, and, you know, he's going to find us. He is going to, I mean, when we're trying to run and hide, where can we go and escape from his yeah. presence? Um, and it's amazing how tying this into what you were talking about and with Brother Cornell for San Francisco, I'm just now finding out about this because I'm not on social media that much. But what I do know, I shared on Saturday, and one of my questions was, when God returns for us and when our time is up, will we be found in faith? Will we be found, no matter what a diagnosis is, no matter what trouble we're facing, no matter what bills we have, will we be found in faith doing what he asked us to do? And because of our heart matters like Jonah and because of the angst he had against the Assyrians who had tormented the Israelites for so many, um, on so many occasions, no, had them in free. captivity yeah, and all that stuff, right? Amen. <laughs> all that stuff going on, still, Jonah was in his emotions and feelings, and rightfully so. He had some righteous indignation against those people. Nevertheless, God was calling on him for a greater mission that a whole lot of people would be saved, right? And, and they did. They, they, they were spared because they repented. And they recognize what they had done. And so for many of us, it's really a heart matter. Sometimes we honor God with our lips, but our heart is so far from him. And if we're going to worship, how can we worship with a heart? We can do that in, in the act, in the emotion of it, in the, 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 the hands and all that stuff, and the tears. But what kind of life are we really living? And what God said is he said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. And that's where we got to get to the point of faith that no matter what, no matter what he tells us to do, no matter what comes our way, we are found in a position like the Hebrew boys. If he don't deliver us from this, it's not because he can't, because many are plans in the man's heart, but God's plan, his purpose is going to prevail. We don't know it all. We don't know his complete plan in totality. I don't for me. And all I have to do is trust him and show up. I can't please him without faith, and i got to believe that he is. And in that faith, I trust him that his will will be done, not mine, because I don't know what's best. And that helps me, and that leads me into a life of worship. 
not the act. So it's a heart matter. And I just believe that um, because every time I heard Brother Cornell and I saw him on a couple of occasions, he always said, pray my strength in the Lord. And he was he had a seek in him for God. And I just believe he was found in faith seeking after God when he met Jesus face to face. How about that? What kind of testimony is that? We are not promised tomorrow, but we are promised a hope and a future and an expected end with him. Thank you, brother. I do appreciate your sound and your voice and your wisdom and who you will speak to in the future and pour into. Um, And I thank God for your gift. Um, Bless you, sir. God bless you. Thank you so much. Okay. Is there, is there anyone else who has any any comments, any questions? I just want to say thank you to Sister Lisa. She summed that up so well about you know your word and God's yes. word and God and Brother Cornell. You know he was so on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know I just saw him about a month ago and he he declared over our lives in a different way. Um, at a at a NA meeting because he was in another fellowship with me, and so it was just so refreshing to see him. He was just so full of joy, and you know he loved the Lord, and it just oozed out of him. And I just thank God for my friend. And I said when I when I heard about him, I said my first words was what, and my next words were my brother, I see you again. Amen. Amen. That's because I know where he's going. Yeah. 100%. Mm. We'll see, brother, again. Uh, thank you for that, sister. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you all for sharing that. I know it's it's not losing somebody, even if we have that joy that Moses was talking about, that we're going to see him again, that he's in heaven, there's still a little bit of a loss there for us. You know, Brother Cornelius gained heaven. He's with the Father right now. He's way better off than any one of us, for sure. (laughs) But there's still a little bit of hurt there, sadness, and there's still a feeling of of loss there. So for everyone who's sharing, I I thank you so much. And I love the transparency. I love the amount of love that you have for Brother Cornelius. I'm sure Brother Cornelius can feel your love and hear your words. And right now, he's up in heaven just having himself, (laughs) just having himself a party up there, man. So I appreciate you guys sharing. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I love that we as Christians can, even with a sense of loss, still have this overwhelming sense of joy knowing that we're going to see our brother again and knowing exactly where our brother is with the Father. So I appreciate you guys sharing. Is there anyone else who has any any other comments, any other questions maybe? Okay. If no, if no one else has any other comments or anything, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pray us out here. Father God, we just love you so much. We exalt you. We lift you up. You are a good God. You're God in the good times and God in the bad times. I just want to pray over again a new, fresh anointing of peace, a new, fresh anointing of joy 
for all of us who uh, are missing Brother Cornelius, God, who are missing a couple of people who maybe aren't here anymore, God. And I just pray a fresh new anointing of your peace, a fresh new anointing of your joy, God. You are a good God, and you are still God, Father. And we love you. Help us to carry you with us for the remainder of the day. And pray all these things in the name of Jesus, God. Amen. 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 I bless you for the message. Thank you. I bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you.